Are you ever faced with a decision and confused by your options? Become empowered with the knowledge to make informed choices, expand your awareness, and go beyond the mainstream. Infuse your life with spirituality and surround yourself with a community of like-minded people. Welcome to Empowered Today. Hello and welcome to Empowered Today. I'm Jen. And I'm Kaleem, and we're here to help you take a proactive approach to becoming empowered. And if you enjoy our podcast, be sure to visit empoweredtoday.net and subscribe. Today, we're going to talk about a fascinating topic. Uh, It's called the frequency of love and hate. Now, that's a pretty extreme statement to make, but there are different frequencies, and we're going to talk about different studies that have been done to prove that Love does have a different frequency, and it does impact every fiber of our being. It also has a direct impact on the world around us, and we want to be aware of that. Just like any other podcast we've done, you know that one of our keys is awareness, and we have to be willing to be aware that the impact we have on ourselves, our bodies, our wellness, our families, and our community is something that we can make a choice about. So let's dive into this topic. And Kaleem and I are both familiar with a fascinating uh, professor and scientist. His name is Dr. Emoto. And uh, he did a lot of studies back in the 90s. uh, And it was fascinating work that showed that there is a definite impact to love and hate, to positive and negative thoughts, emotions, and words. Um, Kaleem, I know you've studied this uh, gentleman and what he's done. Tell me about what you read. Dr. Emoto is a fascinating person because it didn't really start out to understand how uh, water or other things could have an emotional reaction. He started out looking for why there was disease uh, going on in a particular area, and the water was something he studied. And suddenly he began to understand that water had emotion that it could hold. Very fascinating. When we uh, look at vibration, as we've talked about in other podcasts, the vibration of things, we know that hate has a very low vibration. And love is nearly at the top of the highest vibrational uh, energy that we can have. And so when we feel love, our body, every cell of our body has the opportunity to vibrate at a higher rate, a healthier rate, and help us to be healthy, happy, and whole in every single cell. Hate goes the other direction, right? But there's always a polar opposite. So as I started understanding Dr. Emoto, and I don't even remember how I came across him, um, knowing that as a midwife, the vast majority, in fact, 98% of the families that would birth with us always birthed in water. And as I began to learn about his his, uh, research, that water, if you turn it into a, a frozen mass and it crystallizes, you can actually duplicate the ones that are hate, love, anger, joy, and et cetera, which sounds crazy. Right. And yet it holds a pattern. So when I thought about the water that these birth givers were giving birth in, I thought when I'm filling that tub and my hands are in it circulating the salt and getting the water the right temperature, I thought, 
what kind of emotion am I putting into the water and how am I affecting how it's going to affect that birth giver, that woman? So one of the things I started to do was I would always, uh, with the hose, I would circle the water as if it was in a lemniscape or a figure eight, which is a symbol for balance. Because I thought, all right, I don't know, but I'm going to do everything I can to put good intention. So I would circle balance. And every time I would touch or stir the water, I thought of a healthy, happy, lusty baby that came into the world with love and celebration. And that's what I gave as my intent to the water for that person. Well, then it took me even a little bit further. And I thought, babies grow in water. So how does the emotions of the mother, the birth giver, affect the baby when the baby is gestating in water? So all the, all, I, I took it all the way to gestating in water, which meant we, it does make a difference how we go about a pregnancy as to how the baby is, if you will, marinated in whatever those emotions are and then brought into the world and how they have that. Well, then it took me to the next step because I'm like, what other fluid goes into us, right? right? And then it was, how do babies feed? We have breast milk. How does the emotions of the mother come through the milk and give to the baby? So there was like, boom, 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 boom. And all these little lights went off into me of how important our intention to be consciously aware when that pregnancy is going on, when the birth, afterwards with our children. And then it led me to, well, what about for me? And all of us that may not be in the, the time of our life where pregnancy or birth or breastfeeding is part of it is our water bottles. Right. All of us seem to be carrying water bottles around with us. And I thought, you know, I'd go to the store and I'd think, here's this one particular brand that says Smart Water. And I went, huh, that's very, very smart. <laughs> <laughs> if I drink it, will I get smarter? I don't know, but I thought about the intentions on water bottles. So then from then on, I would like write something on a water bottle. I even went to the point with some women that may have had to go to a hospital. And I said, Write what you want on the IV bag if you have to be induced. Right. <laughs> my contractions come well and my baby comes quickly, whatever it happens to be. So I found that Dr. Emoto went even further. He went further than just water. And I know you mentioned about that. So maybe you could tell tell us more about that. Yeah. Yeah. The water is fascinating and it is, you know, it, it makes up 70% of our bodies, right? So if we are taking a look at the impact that just our words have on water, we have to imagine that it has a huge impact on us. Um, he did other studies with food and plants, and we talk a lot about nourishment and how those plants are part of what we need for our body to grow and to be able to thrive. But the way the plant is grown and the intention behind the person growing it, what kind of impact could that have? And uh, Professor Emoto did work with that as well. He took plants and then told them wonderful things or told another one horrible things. And he actually had a third, which he basically neglected. He ignored. 
to see what the impact of that would be. And it's amazing that his outcomes were exactly in line with his water studies. He found that the, do- the plants that were taken care of and loved and given affirmation grew wonderfully, that the plants that were basically denigrated and given negative energy basically failed to thrive, and the ones that were ignored were also not doing so well. And we've had other podcasts where we have talked about how babies and children do in situations where they're basically ignored. It's that feeling of not having that positive, uplifting energy to be able to grow in. And so he found that it, in those situations, it's it's not going to do well for the organism, in this case, plants. And so we look at when an, an animal is grown for food, when a plant is grown for consumption, If it's mass-produced without the intent of a good life, can you imagine the difference that it has? And then by the time it reaches us, the diminished capacity for that to offer us the nutrients it needs to give us, our bodies need to grow and thrive. It's fascinating work, and it's something that I don't know that very many people think about. So we wanted to bring it to you as our listeners to ensure that you're aware And then you have an opportunity to be more conscious when you're dealing with even things that you may find not to be alive, uh, water, um, plants, uh, animals, of course. But we need to be cognizant of those things as we put positive or negative energy out to the world. So I'd like to tell our listeners just a little story about um, a past client of ours. And it kind of goes along with, you know, growing my own garden. Um, I know that when I have decided, okay, this summer I'm going to grow, you know, tomatoes and zucchini and I'm going to grow basil and I'm going to get my little garden beds ready. So I get out there and I dig them under and I get some good fertilizer in them and then uh, I get ready and I plant the seeds. Well, every time that I go out to water, I sing and I talk to them. And I tell them I'm so grateful that they're coming. Well, then as these tomato plants came up, Every time I would go out and harvest, I would say thank you, thank you, thank you to let the plants know that I was so grateful that they were willing to grow and give me food. Well, that led me to the story about one of our clients. And they, they, uh, they had had a few babies with us, and they invited us over to dinner one night. It was a very simple dinner. It was uh, butternut squash soup and a salad, I mean, and, and some bread. It sounds like a very simple meal, but I sat down and I went, oh, Sarah, how did you make this soup? You have to give me the recipe. It's so delicious and the salad just tastes just wonderful. What is it that you did? And she looked at me with these eyes of sweet wisdom and she said, well, I'll tell you my secret. I'm like, yeah. So my ears are perked up and I'm ready to go. And she said, First of all, I always buy my vegetables and my fruits and my foods from people that I know have a positive conscious uh, lifestyle. So I go to the farms or I go to the farmer's market and I pick ones that I've put some time in to find out why they are gardening and how they do things so that the food is grown with intention. And I went, wow, it was a totally new concept to me. Right. Well, then she makes this food and she says, and then when I make my food, I chop things and I prepare things and I stir 
in a way that I put into the food that I'm grateful to serve it, I'm grateful to have it, and that I love making this food because I want the food to taste that way for them, for for you or for anybody else. And it really gave me a completely different perspective when I cook, and it reminded me of this so that I could talk to my garden. I've even gone out and, you know, you can buy these little tiny, um, like little... uh, Uh, signs that you can put in your garden that you can write on. Mm -hmm. And I've written on them, gratitude, joy, happiness, because I feel like whatever we do, if Dr. Emoto can figure this out, then it must be more than just what he's doing. And if my garden knows that I really love it and appreciate it, well, then hopefully it'll grow food for me. And for anybody else that I share it with, it'll not only taste good, but that it will have brought as much good wonderful, health-giving nutrients into that food. Right, right. And like you said, nothing ventured, nothing gained, right? I mean, you may not believe it or you may not think that it could have that kind of power, but what does it hurt? Put a nice joyful word out there and see if you get a better tomato crop next year. So now let's take a moment for a word from our sponsor. Envisioning the life you want but don't know how to get there? Feeling the drive for change but not knowing how to begin? You can put one foot in front of the other, but without the map, you don't know where you're going. Sage Coaching is wellness coaching. This service gives you the support, guidance, and momentum you need to ensure you meet the challenges head on. With Sage Coaching, you know your efforts will take you in the right direction, and you won't be sidetracked by the distractions of life. You can reach for those big dreams. Your goal of a balanced, fulfilling life is achievable and within your grasp with Sage Coaching. Go to sagecoaching.biz today for more information. Sign up for a free consultation and begin your path to wellness. That's sagecoaching.biz. I think it's fascinating. And and the fact that he was just kind of tripped upon this, you know, it wasn't the focus of his study, but that he was able to substantiate the impact of words. And this is written words. This is not even the the aspect of of making a statement to somebody and the impact that that could have. This is just a word written on an area where it's water or a food or, or something else is being grown. So it's, it's fascinating information. We've also had other podcasts, though, about spoken word and the impact that spoken word has. Can we speak a little bit about that again? Because I think it has a huge impact and I think it's something that we all need to be aware of. Our podcast on call, uh, careful communication, we talked about the impact of words and that certain words have higher frequencies and the way that our bodies t- kind of uh, bring the energy in changes the way that we are operating. And we know that if you walk into a room where somebody's been fighting, you can feel it. The energy is charged. That room has a vibration in it. Same way if you walk into a room that has had a party, you know that there's been a lot of uplifting and and very fun things going on in that room. When we deal with each other, we need to be aware that we bring that energy to the table. So when you have a conversation with someone and you're using words that are uplifting, you know that that's going to have an impact on their body, their mind, their spirit. Same thing with our kids, right? So when you're operating and you're having, let's say you're having a bad day, I don't know that you ever do, but if you had a bad day. I have days that have to work a little harder. (laughs) We all do. 
you have a conversation with somebody, you can share a little bit about what you do to try to make sure that you are aware and conscious of the energy you're putting out. I know that as I go forward in my day, that I need to remember to be present. And when I'm present, then I'm aware of how I am influencing other people. And I've watched this scenario in groups that I've been working with. And when I put out that this is the way that energy needs to be, that we work together, we communicate well, we respect one another, we're here to support and help one another, that's what begins to happen. And you watch that energy start to change. And that's where I look at any place that you are working You have, you the listeners, I have the ability to make a difference in the energy as a whole. Because all of us know sometimes there's always that person Mm -hmm. that everybody's challenged with. And they have a negative attitude, they're difficult to deal with, they're always defensive, whatever that may be. And what we know is, is that that's the energy that they've been living with. Mm -hmm. And when you get around it, sometimes you can feel it and it may not feel quite right. So what you have to do is you say to yourself, I'm going to put out energy of gratitude because gratitude is always one, that and love, that will turn any energy around. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the more that we can be that authentic self. Now, there are times when something may come up and we go, oh, That just wasn't right. I really want to correct that. And that's where you've mentioned, you go back, you, you, you acknowledge that to the person say, I'm so sorry, that was not my intention. And I want to get this cleared up and let you know that this is how I feel. Because then we have reset that subconscious meter of how to do it differently the next time, right? The other part is how we emit, because we're all energy, right? We emit and You know, my mind kind of goes back to the cute little Peanuts character, and it was uh, uh, Pigpen. Yes. Pigpen carried around, you know, and it was like he had this little dust everywhere. And I think sometimes if we're in a grumpy mood, that's kind of what it's like. We're carrying around all this grumpiness with us. Mm -hmm. And there's a a Dr. Seuss book that said, you know, the little bug that went ka And it starts out, the little bug went ka and the coconut fell down and it hit the turtle, and then the turtle did something. And, and, you know, there's a cascade of effects. Mm -hmm. So when we become consciously aware that who we are can make a difference in the world, we can better the world, we can also have an influence that may not be good if we don't clean up our own attitude. And I think that's the consciousness. Right. If our kids are having a hard day, Take a look inside and say, what's going on with me? How can I clear that up? How can I be a better barometer Mm -hmm. and help them find that peace? Mm -hmm. Because so much of what we see, especially right now, the time we're living through is tumultuous. And we're noticing that there are people who are struggling with this. You can see it if you watch the news or you see the way people behave to one another. And there's a challenge going on in our world. And it is our responsibility as awake people to be the ones who can walk into that room and hopefully raise the vibration. 
it may not be perfect. And we, it may be scary sometimes too, because I know I've been in situations where I've been in the midst of someone else's chaos and to step up and to say, can I help? Is there something that I can do? How can I make your life better today? And maybe it's just waving at the guy that cuts you off on the corner, you know, or maybe it's that cashier that's checking you out that just you can see that they are not happy. Say a nice word. Raise that vibration. Be that catalyst to make somebody's life better. And you have that power. We all have that power. We all have the ability to change what's going on all around us mostly because we can change the way we're thinking and feeling. That we have 100% control of. We don't have control over other people's, but we do have control of our own. And when we make that conscious decision, I'm going to change the way I'm thinking right now. I'm going to acknowledge that what is going on around me is something that can transition. And it does come back to that visualizing again, too. Mm -hmm. I've seen it do amazing things. I want to delve into kind of our cells in our body. You know, we've talked about health and the dis-ease and how things occur in our bodies. So we know that the words have power. And when you look at Dr. Emoto's um, research, And if we take it into our bodies and we look at every little cell in our body, if someone is having difficulties with those cells, such as cancer, uh, muscular sclerosis, um, they're having immune problems, every cell in the body is willing to take a new message. And our body is constantly regenerating. So when something has proliferated and grown out of control, That's really the message. It says, what has grown out of control? Let's figure it out. And now let's start helping the body manufacture cells every single day because none of us have the same cells in our bodies that we did 10 years ago, five years ago, even three years ago. And so we know that the power of the mind, the power of words, the power of what we write on a water bottle and the water we drink and the food we eat can have a vast effect upon helping our body heal itself, regenerate itself every day. I caught something on um, while I was attending to my social media group this morning, and there was a little clip on there, and I didn't get to go very far. But it talked about a place in the world, I think Huna, something like that. And in that area, it's common for everybody to live 150 years. And they're still, scientists are still trying to figure out why. Well, I'll bet that it's because of how they're mental and how they live. Because they believe in good and happiness and serving one another and helping one another in their lives. Because happiness, joy, and love is at the top of that vibration. The higher the vibration, the healthier the body. The lower the vibration, the more your health. And we talked about the immune system that went mm-hmm. along with it, right? Yeah, the stress that has uh, that impact on the body. And can you imagine if you were telling yourself all, all the time, oh, I'm so stupid, or oh, that was a dumb thing to do, oh, I can't believe I... And you're basically programming your body on that lower frequency, that lower vibration. 
And it, it only takes a moment for us to, you know, lose track of what we're thinking. You know, we have to be aware and none of us is perfect. It's not like any one of us is, can say, I do it 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that first step. So you catch yourself thinking something that isn't positive and you change it. And each time you do it, you get a little bit better at it. But it's certainly one of those situations where the body is going to react in a very positive way the more you do it. So we know that stress and words and things that we put into our body will be reflected. We're going to pick something better the next time. You know, I think about Louise Hayes, anybody who's been in the... um the personal development world, they know about her. And Louise Hayes used to say, it's, if it's, it's only a thought and a thought can be changed. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I love that in our lives. We can help our kids do that. And it doesn't matter how old we are. I don't care if our listeners are 80, 90, or 100. Congratulations. A thought can bring joy to any moment that's going on, including when things aren't going the way you want them to go. And there is challenges in your life, and all of us have had them. And we have to figure out what good can come of this, and what would I love in this moment, and how can this benefit being able to have a different thought process to the outcome. Now, yeah, that takes a tremendous amount of practice Because sometimes when things come up, we don't want to think that. We want to get mad about it. We want to get frustrated. We want to get, um, you know, sorrowful and sad. Or blame someone else for it. Yes. Personal responsibility can be a huge aspect of this too. If you're not willing to take a look at yourself and realize that there's some power that you have control over your own actions, it will be a very difficult change to make indeed. So, so true. You know, one of the entertainers that I am enamored with right now is Kelly Clarkson. She's everywhere. And she has a new show. It's actually going into its second year now. But every day when she's done with the show, she cl- she closes her show with a saying. She says, have a great day. And if it's not great, change it. And there's nothing more powerful than that, than realizing that if something's not the way you want it to be, you can change it. There's so many people in the world that give us the opportunity to learn how to be the best versions of who we each are. And I'm so grateful that we are having an opportunity as Empowered Today to bring more and more of what we've learned from all these wonderful people to more people. you got to spread the word. It's a ripple effect. And we want to be that little pond that gets to have those ripples. So we'll throw those pebbles. We'll make sure that you hear more about what you can do to choose a a direction that will make you more empowered. And Kaleem, next episode is the wrap-up of Season 2 and the beginning of Season 3. It's so amazing to know that we've had all this beautiful time together, all of these wonderful opportunities to share. And this next season is even better. We hope you'll come back and hear more about what Empowered Today is doing to expand awareness and to reach more community. And I've even heard there's going to be bloopers. So be sure you come back. Well, 
We've come to the close of another podcast that I hope everyone has enjoyed and will be able to embrace. And we want to celebrate you, all of you, for making the decision to be with us today. And until next time, live your empowered life. Thank you for listening to Empowered Today. We'd like to take this opportunity to thank our sponsor, Sage Coaching. We are looking forward to you joining us for our next episode.